0: Say I'm exactly ecstatic over the lightning being poised to sweep the Canadiens in game four of the Stanley Cup final tonight. But I gotta tell you, the alternative was gonna be very, very ugly. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into Football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Bolts are going to win this thing. I mean, that that's not exactly going out on a limb. They've won the first three games all by convincing margins. They've only really been outplayed. By Montreal, by my count, in maybe a couple of periods at the very most. And the one area where Montreal was superior to every opponent it faced in advancing this far. Even there, meaning goal, of course. Carey Price has met his match in Andre Vasilevsky. So this isn't interesting. This wasn't interesting. This wasn't going to be an upset. But that doesn't mean there isn't a sigh of relief, if not an outright celebration, to be had here by the lightning prevailing. Because the fact is, Tampa Bay, for a very, very, very long time now, has played this game right. We think of the Penguins like that, and we should. The Penguins, to an extent, have been the NHL's standard-bearer when it comes to skill, and particularly superstar skill. And that makes sense. when Your franchise is connected by the careers of Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and so many other stars within that in addition to those four you're going to become the marquee brand and they are the penguins are that they're still that when the penguins come into your town into your hockey town it's still a bigger deal than if any other team that night the names are just too big the familiarity is is too great And the Penguins, to their credit, have, with very, very, very few exceptions, and I'm thinking like the Kevin Constantine era of the late 90s, they have always, always, always pushed forward. They've always promoted offense. They've put forth everything that's the best and most beautiful about the game. And now they have company. They have company from the Lightning in that Tampa Bay is about to join them as the only other team to win back-to-back Cups in the salary cap era, and they have company from the Lightning in being identified this way. Really, if you go back to it, if you go back to the John Tortorella days in Tampa, when his slogan for the team was safe as death and everything was push, push, push forward, when almost everyone else in the league was trapping and skating backward and all that other stuff, Tampa Bay has been right there with the Penguins at the forefront of making sure that this game doesn't suck. I can't think of a more blunt way to word that this portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by FuBO TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Why pay that when FuBO TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T SportsNet Pittsburgh, and you, just for listening to this show, can get a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. See, I told you it was just for listening to this show. Seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. So as I see it, maybe, possibly, the lightning are striking one for the good guys. Remember, we almost had a final. Final that was going to be waged between the Canadiens and the Islanders. I don't think much of the Islanders' ability to play defense, but there's no question that that's what their approach and intent is under Barry Trotz. When the Penguins put 83 shot attempts on you in a single playoff game, you're not all that good at it. But they were trying to do it that way, and however it is that they were pulling it off, they were succeeding with it sports in general are a copycat thing one GM sees something that somebody else is doing one coach sees something that somebody else is doing especially late in the playoffs when there's only a couple of teams going and all the rest of the hockey world is sitting back on their couches watching thinking man that could be us that should be us how do we get there And they see the Islanders falling back into a trap. And they see the Islanders pounce on a mistake and score on a two-on-one. And Brock Nelson puts it away. And they think, well, my guys could do that. My guys can be just like... They can skate backward as well as they can skate forward. Let's try this. Islanders get eliminated. Good. The Canadiens in the other bracket... Whew, theirs is a lot harder to explain. The Canadians also are a defensive group. Dominic Ducharme has preached defense first with this team. They don't completely pack it in. They don't stand at the red line and wiggle their sticks. When you have young, dynamic talent like Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki, Yasperi Kodkanyemi and some of the other kids that they've got, you're not going to... Take the sticks out of their hands, to borrow a Mike Sullivanism. You're going to let them play. You're going to let them forecheck. You're going to let them go for it. They don't tie their forwards down. Tyler Foley didn't just magically show up in Montreal and start scoring because they shackled him. But their system is based around. Kerry Price, and Shea Weber, and Jeff Petrie, and everybody that they have on the back line. And they're all expected to come back, and so they're seen as a defensive team. Note the use of the term seen. This is about perception more than anything else. If we'd had a final between New York and Montreal, all we'd have been hearing and reading about would have been defense this, defense that, defense is back in hockey. I've even seen heard and read references from people to obstruction about hooking and holding when they're actually for all the problems there have been regarding officiating in these playoffs obstruction hasn't been one of them they've actually done a pretty good job of cutting out any kind of hooking holding interference not that they're perfect on it but that hasn't been the issue it's been Things like roughing, cross-checking, and slashing that these guys have just totally let go. This way, though, we don't have to deal with any of it. The Lightning are, in a whole lot of ways, a mirror of the Penguins. They've got their Nikita Kucherov, their Steven Stamkos, their elder statesman who still has a ton of skill and shows it when he's healthy. They've got their younger guy, emerging as a major star in the league in Braden point probably doesn't get enough attention around the league because he's on the lightning and he can get a little bit lost on that roster they have the best defenseman in the world in victor Hedman. they have the best goaltender in the world in andre vasilevsky and they have so much depth And yes, to cue off what I said at the very top of this show, it does stink that they were allowed to go $18 million over the cap entering these playoffs. Yes, it was a big, big difference, I believe, in allowing them to advance through some of their tougher series, including the one against the Islanders. They didn't break the rules, but they sure violated the spirit. And it's going to be a little bit distasteful to see them raise the cup whether it's tonight or whether it's in games five six or seven but at the same time i will take the team that tries to play the game right every single time over the one that tries to dull it down when we come back just one question Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they have rebranded, redesigned their logo, recommitted to how they apply their resources. It is well worth your time as a member of this community to check that out. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. It's right at the top of the site. There's a terrific short video that sends the message, you'll be able to see the neat new logo that they've come with with as well. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Question comes from Mark who asks, What aspect of Seattle's addition to the NHL are you most looking forward to? Adding an annual trip to the city, the unique arena, balanced divisions, the Seattle-Vancouver rivalry, something else. Mark, I I like Seattle. Uh, I don't get to go there all that often because it's either a trip to cover the Steelers, who obviously don't play the Seahawks very often. They do play them this year, but it's at Heinz Field. And the Pirates play the Mariners just about as often. So there really hasn't been much cause uh, to get there. Uh, It's a wonderful, energetic, uh, dynamic city. You know where you are when you're there. And that's to say nothing of the historic Pikes Place Market. That it, the best way to describe it to Pittsburghers is it's 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 like our Strip District, except it's up way up on top of a hill. It has the original Starbucks, kind of the way we have the original Permanies here in the Strip, and it, it's just great. It, it's a really really nice place. I am looking forward to going back there. I'm also looking forward to. The end of expansion draft speculation and talk? My goodness, enough is enough already. Can we just wait to see what Ron Francis picks? Nothing that any of us writes or deliberates could possibly come close to being anything near meaningful truth about this. If you go back to all of the things speculated before the Vegas expansion draft and then look at what George McPhee was able to do with his magic wand and some of his bribery techniques and everything else, you'd realize all of us, all of us were flying blind. And I don't mean just media and fans. I mean the other GMs. They all got taken for a ride. All of them. How do you leave Jonathan Marcheseau unprotected? How do you leave Alex Tuck unprotected? That's just Florida and Minnesota. While we're at it, how do you leave Flower unprotected and pay the Golden Knights a second rounder to not take Brian Rust when everyone knew they'd be taking Flower? Every GM in the league was hosed. Unfortunately for Ron Francis, as a result, Seattle won't be able to pull off very many of those tricks. In the sequel, teams are going to be much, much, much more prepared for every sleight of hand that might come their way. But even then, Ron Hextall told our Dave Molinari of DK Pittsburgh Sports last week the Penguins aren't even really trying to navigate it because there's just too many variables. Like Hextall said, if we're doing... Uh, A a mock draft, we have to know when and where, at what point in their selection process, are they even looking at Pittsburgh and how many other positions have they already addressed? Because if they've already addressed all their forwards, now they might be looking at our defensemen when, when in fact, we hadn't even really thought that they might look at our defensemen. So there's really this is the reason I kind of tune out on the expansion stuff because I realize it's just a complete waste of time. I know you didn't ask about this. But I'm just kind of throwing it in there. I am looking forward to having Seattle be a regular stop on the tour. I do enjoy going there. We've had uh, subscriber meetups uh, for readers of DK Pittsburgh Sports. That's been a lot of fun in and of itself uh, when we've been out there. That's going to be great. The new arena, the different, very different name that they'll be bringing to the brand. And, yeah, you know what? It is kind of neat that after – you know, 50 years of being completely isolated over there that Vancouver is finally going to have uh, something of a natural rival that isn't one of the two Alberta teams which really aren't that close at all to Vancouver. So th- that's going to be kind of neat too. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.